Hello and welcome to Create Talk Repeat. My name is Dustin Brenton. On this episode, I spoke with Charlie Chase, a woodworker by day and a podcaster by night, a man who loves building things by hand and watching action films. We discuss his woodworking talents and his Give Me Back My Podcast Network. But before we say, Welcome to the party, pal! We have to say, I'll be back. Stay tuned. Anchor.fm is now Spotify for podcasters. New name, improved experience. Spotify is more dedicated than ever to empowering creators. This platform will continue to offer the best features to grow your podcast and distribute it everywhere, all for free. Visit podcasters.spotify.com for more details. Back to the show. Hello, and welcome to Create Talk Repeat. Today, I'm joined by Charlie Chase. Charlie, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, Dustin. So Charlie does a few different things that um, well don't really tie into each other. Uh, Charlie does uh, has a podcast network, um, mm-hmm. and then he also does some custom woodworking and cabinetry and stuff. And we'll touch on both of those as we go. But you know, now that I've told everybody what you do, I'm going to ask you what you do. So Charlie, what do you create? Oh, well... On on the daily, I am a woodworker, cabinet maker, slash remodeler. Basically, I have ADD and I do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a, my own wood shop here at my house and pretty much work out of there, you know, unless I'm in someone else's home. And then the other thing I do when I'm not woodworking is I run a podcast network and have a podcast of my own called Give Me Back My Action and Horror Movies. After after everybody's done listening to this one, they can go listen to yours. You know, that's right. Get, let's get through create talk repeat first, and then this, we'll notice this first. This first. This first. This first. <laughs> that's um, it. So when did uh, let's talk about the woodworking first? Yeah. How did when did you start doing that? When did you get into that? Is that something that you started? You know, where where your is it something like your folks were into and you kind of grew into it, or was it something that was your own thing? It, it's an odd thing. My dad's a mechanic and hated woodworking like Mm -hmm. always. So I learned how to turn wrenches through him, but the other side of my family, my mom's side, they were amateur carpenters, you know, woodworkers. And I got an interest in it, but I actually just jumped into it on my own head first. Um, started working for a remodeling company, got tired of doing that and just wanted to get into cabinetry. And so I kind of self-taught myself. And yep. just, tr- I'm a sponge. I learned from so much. I, I, I'm from the generation that didn't have YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I worked with the old guys. I learned that they don't teach you. You pay attention to what they're doing. And that's how you learn. Right. So a lot of trial and error. I wish I had YouTube because now every day I'm like, how do I get by without YouTube when I get <laughs> stumped on something? Right. You know, yeah. so it's almost like cheat sheet. <laughs> I know we we have this luxury of the internet that we can use now that we didn't have, you know, back when when we were younger and stuff. So, right. yeah, it's I I use it all the time when looking up any any sort of information or or just trying to learn a new Photoshop tutorial or whatever. And I tell I, I also teach at a local college, and I tell my students like this is an amazing resource for you. Always you know use it and look up how to do things, and there'll be tutorials. If you don't know how to do it, don't go. Well, I just can't do that. Like right, you can learn how to do it. I I saw a. I think it was something like 60 minutes or CBS Sunday morning or something like that. A new story about a, a woman who built her own house by using YouTube tutorials. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just 
built a house. And I was like, that's that's preposterous. That's a little bit bit much, but I don't think I'll do that. So <laughs> once you pull the the curtain back and you realize this really isn't that difficult, mm-hmm. that gets you when you have to buy all the stuff to do it every day. That yeah. there's the investment part of it. But as far as learning, and then like I said, I've always been that way of like a sponge. I've yeah. done a little bit of everything since I was a teenager. And now I get to experience that through my son who's 16 and has basically took over my wood shop and also has lawnmowers all over the yard working on. So I see how it's genetic. Mm -hmm. It just goes down the bloodline for our family. Now, do you ever, do you ever do any woodworking like uh, in like for, for art? Like do you ever do like sculptures or, or is it just purely like, remodeling and homes and things like that, which can be an artwork in the, in, the in I, I, I've, I've, I've actually done some art pieces for homes. I've been privileged to have some uh, homeowners that have just been like, we want something super unique mm-hmm. that no one else has. And here's kind of what we're thinking, but you go with it. Um, you know, I've done fireplaces with floating curved shelves and the frame around the fireplace looks like it's floating in midair. Yeah, you know, and it's like if someone just came up to me and said, "Make that," I'd be like, "Uh, I have no idea how." But w- when someone comes and approaches me of, "Let's figure this out mm-hmm. together and see what works," I, I love the ch- I love the challenge of it. But yeah, I have I don't know if I've done actual sculptures, but I have done things I call art pieces. I've made a game table recently that is pretty much an art piece. It's usable, mm-hmm. but it to me it's a sculpture. Sure. Yeah. No furniture and, and stuff like that can still be works of art. And, oh, yeah. you know, you're putting your, your blood, sweat and tears into, uh, into a piece and it's not the, um, you know, production line corporate, everybody has it in their home and it's a one of a kind, unique piece. I am not Ikea. That is the biggest thing to get through to some people yeah. is I am not Ikea and I do not have Ikea pricing. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't look at the shelves I have behind me. Those no, are no. Ikea. It's fine. Yeah. Ikea is fine. It's yeah. when they go, I went to Ikea. I saw this. Can you make it? Oh well, yes, I can. Yeah. Here's how much it is. Oh, it's cheaper at Ikea. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, they made a they made a million of them right on an assembly line. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so no, I can't do it like that. So it, it's always interesting. Te- I don't want to say teaching, but just educating people on that. You know, you can still get stuff handmade. I guarantee my stuff will last longer mm-hmm. than something you get from IKEA. Mm-hmm. But you know, price wise. It don't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. So how old were you when you first went into like your own, starting your own business and, um, you know, going out and creating your own stuff as, as opposed to working underneath other people and being an apprentice? So when I left uh, the remodeling world, I was doing windows and I was working downtown Columbus, which isn't fun. It's not a pleasant mm-hmm. area to work in. We were working in section eight homes. Uh, and I had a friend of mine who we did side jobs together and we were like, Hey, we got enough side jobs coming up. Let's just do this. And it was just one of those things like, hey, I'm going to quit doing this. I had a kid on the way. I had a ton of stuff going on in my life, but I wasn't, wasn't where I wanted to be. So we jumped head first and it was just taking on jobs, but it was also, Hey, we get a chance to build this cabinet mm-hmm. job and I'm building someone's cabinets out in their driveway. And I'm learning, you know, I literally just in, in the field, 
going at it from intuition and from what I could, you know, gather from other places. So it was kind of like I jumped head first into this and it just slowly kind of built up my experience and my, believe it or not, my tools, you know, the better the tools, the better the outcome sometimes. Not that you can't build something simple right. with simple tools that aren't expensive, but I've learned to be proficient at it. You got to spend your money right and get mm -hmm. the right tools for the job. Yeah. Do uh, do you have a favorite piece that you've ever made, like something you created? You can talk about the game table, and then there's, you know, you put in cabinetries and whatnot. Is there something that you've done that you kind of go, you keep in your portfolio and show people and say, here's the best thing that I've created? I I honestly think that right now it's the game table, which I just finished up this, this past January and got delivered. Um, it's probably the largest single thing I have built and delivered. Um, I've done like total jobs, like house remodels that I'm proud of, you know, done gorgeous bathrooms and kitchens. But as far as getting into the creative part of me, the game table was it. It was solid wood, sable, which was gorgeous. It was hand oiled, uh, LED lighting. Oh, wow. uh, it was uh, just under nine foot by five foot game space mm -hmm. and it it's massive and i love it and, and it's being used by people everywhere which i like even more right you know and it just it, it adds something to me and i've got plenty of other projects i've done that i'm proud of i'm proud of everything maybe not in the first part of my career but you know i had to get <laughs> there somewhere there's but, always those things we look back on and go wow i can't believe i got paid to do that <laughs> yeah 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 uh, some people really took a chance on me and i appreciate mm -hmm. that yeah <laughs> but uh no i i i've got some pieces that are you know what i think of now as basic you know standard you know some free freestanding cabinets or an armoire or something like that that is just mm -hmm. white shaker door you know what every suburban housewife wants and mm -hmm. that's who i built them for but as a standout piece that I'm like, I'm we're actually, once they finish the game space, they're going to hire a photographer to take like pro level pictures of the game space with the table. That's so cool. is it, a, is it a, is it a, a private residence or is it like a, it's uh, a business. business. It's yeah. a, it's a local game store here. Um, and, uh, they, they, it's a run by three dads mm -hmm. and they started this game store and, uh, they, exploded basically people loved the location they loved the area they needed to expand into a, the other half of the building because a tenant moved out and they literally walked me in there and went here's the space we have how big of a table can we get and i gave them some guidelines and a few options and they went we like this wood we like this size go for it and you build it from there and so i kind of had free reign on their table Mm -hmm. And it, it was an experience for not, you know, for sure. That's very cool. Are you a, a gamer yourself? Are you, I, I have dabbled in it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like to paint the models. I don't actually like to play the games half <laughs> yeah. the time. And it's also down to time, which is the biggest crux for anyone that's into sure. that gaming and even talking to them. It's like just trying to find people to get the time to do it. And it just so right. happens their location kind of works for people to, slide in there after work or after school and do mm -hmm. it so but myself yeah one day i might actually get to play on the table i built but yeah. i haven't got to yet <laughs> it's always it's always fun uh to paint the little figurines and whatnot i remember playing 
Um, we played a game uh, with my, I played with my brother and a bunch of friends when I was younger. We played a game called Blood Bowl. Oh and yeah, I know Blood Bowl. Blood, Blood Bowl. It's like a, a football game for those who don't know. It's like a football game with like mutants and uh, whatever or or yeah, tree stuff. men and yeah. and but I, I had a whole bunch of little Warhammer characters that I used for mine. And I painted them all like a football team, the same color. And it was so much fun doing that. I was terrible at the game. I was terrible yeah, at it. Yeah, but it was, it was it was fun to play with a bunch of friends and uh, and and you know paint the figures and be creative and stuff. So I I had a friend of mine want me to play one. It was similar to Warhammer, but it's War Machine, mm -hmm. and he was trying to teach me. And it's very strict on measurements. Like you have to have certain measurements to to do things. And I'm playing it, and I'm not even pulling out a tape measure and I was moving my pieces and he would be double checking me going, well, you're only allowed, well, wait, you did that. It's, I was like, dude, you got to realize I'm a woodworker. I can yeah. like fight things with my eyes. I've been doing it so long. Yeah. And he's like, I'm never playing you. Like, I'm not <laughs> like, that's almost like cheating because you're not supposed to be able to like pre know certain things in the game. Right. And I'm like, I can't help it. I like, it's, it's equivalent to counting cards, I guess. Mm -hmm. But he refused to play me anymore. So I don't play. Yeah. <laughs> See my, my, my son likes to play uh, Pokemon and we have so oh. many Pokemon cards, but like for me, it's like reading a book. It's like, it, it's, it, it's, there's so much, you got to remember all the, all the, the, the stats and the numbers and this person could do that. And this person can't do that, but this is weak against this. And this is strong. And I'm like, I'm out, man, I'm going to go play uh madden like that's on, on the playstation you know? my youngest is huge in the pokemon right now so i feel your pain yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. i buy it, them for him and that uh -huh. is where the end of my knowledge is <laughs> it's, it's fun to watch the cartoons i enjoy doing that with them and we used to listen to a podcast we stopped because uh well the a new game came out and he didn't want spoilers so he we stopped listening to podcasts but wow. um but yeah we uh, playing the game it's like it's painful <laughs> for me some people love it and i know he he enjoys it too so i'll have to That's as he gets matters. as he gets older we'll have to get him into like we have a gaming store here uh, in franklin where i live and we'll have to get him into like tournaments and stuff there or something he could play with other people who you, you know actually know what they're doing and not just an idiot dad that doesn't want to read you know two paragraphs on a card <laughs> So okay, so we've we we've talked about your woodworking, your your you know using your hands and creating something out in the world, but you also do stuff on the internet, like I'm doing with yep. the podcast. So you have a podcast network that's called Give Me Back My Podcast Network, but I assume it started as just one show. Am I right? Yep, started out as Give Me Back My Action Movies. Uh, I had made a Facebook group right at the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. And it was just something to do, something to pass the times. I love action movies. So I was like, I, I couldn't find any. Apparently, once you create one, you find out there's hundreds. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't find any at the time. So I was like, I'm yeah. just going to do this, have fun with it. And then I got the bug to start listening to podcasts. I hadn't really listened to them um, until about a year into it and went, yeah, I want to I do a podcast about action movies. I already kind of had a small following in the group. So, you know, you had the support which is always a great thing with podcasting. If mm -hmm. you can at least get, you know, five or 10 people listening, it makes you feel good when you check right. your stats at the end mm -hmm. of the month. Yeah. Um, so I started in that and then it's just kind of evolved. Uh, we're, we're, we've already hit our two year anniversary on it and we added the horror show. So we actually have a weekly show now when we alternate action and horror movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot of work. I yeah. never realized it was going to be this much work, mm -hmm. um, but it's more of a passion project. Like I don't make money at it, 
I don't do it because I would make money at it. I did it because it was, it was a hobby. It took multiple hobbies, hobbies. I, I was already watching action movies. Um, cause in my wood shop, I got a TV. So I would throw a movie on. I've seen a hundred times so that I'm not staring at the TV and it was just background noise. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and I would always talk movies with my friends. We would always talk about favorite stuff. And I was like, let's just do this on a podcast. And the biggest thing was I, I found an action one to listen to early on. And I wanted to yell at them because they would say something wrong or they would have a, a bad take on RoboCop or mm-hmm. something I loved. And I'm like, no, I want to get my voice out there and they won't mm-hmm. let me on the show. So I'll create my own show. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'm kind of the same way with uh, this create uh, creative podcast is, you know, I'd listened to uh, design matters with Debbie Millman for so many years and I listened to some other podcasts, but hers was kind of the main one, but I couldn't find any other ones that I felt were kind of like that. So I was like, I love anything having to do with creativity, whether mm-hmm. it's art, whether it's, you know, music, filmmaking, whatever. And I've met so many people uh, over the past, I don't know, whatever, 20 plus years that I've been in the, uh, in the design world. And I was like, maybe I'll just start a podcast and I'll do kind of what Debbie's doing where I'll interview people and I'll talk to people that I know and get, and I had the, the privilege of interviewing Debbie Millman actually too, which is great, but awesome. Um, yeah, but I, and, and so get to get to, it's a passion project. I'm not making money off of this. <laughs> maybe someday there's ads and you know, whatnot, but maybe someday I'll make some money, but it, and you're right. It, for anybody who's out there thinking about starting a podcast, it's, you know, you might be listening to uh, an hour long podcast, but it takes much longer than an hour to create it. <laughs> we, oh yeah. You know, we'll we'll talk for an hour, and then we have to edit that, and then we have to uh, create the imagery that goes with it. You have to upload it, and there's uh, all kinds of you know. Then you got to promote it, and when yeah. you're when you're a one man show, you're you're and if you're interviewing people, you're you're finding people to interview, you're booking the times, you're setting aside time during your day. Then you have to record it, then you have to edit it, then you have to post it, and like there's a lot that goes into it, and people like to you know, uh, make fun of whether it's podcasters or YouTubers or influencers, whatever, like it may seem like an easy gig, especially YouTubers and stuff like that. But like, I, I I've tried doing being a YouTuber as well. And it, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, no, thank you. When I started this podcast, I was like, it's just audio. Cause I am not editing video too. <laughs> we, we, we cheat. We have our YouTube channel, but we only do live stream. So mm-hmm. I don't have to edit, you yeah. know, it was just, the editing end of it one of our shows on the network does do a they turn their podcast into a, a live youtube or you know on sure. youtube video mm-hmm. um and it, the like first two he did he was like oh my god i had no idea it was this much editing i was like yeah easy when you're doing audio only i can clip stuff out no problem right add visual onto clipping out certain little things and mm-hmm. you don't want to look like max headroom bouncing around <laughs> on your YouTube channel, he goes, dude, it was, it's so, so, so much of a different animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, yeah, live streams forever <laughs> as far <laughs> as it goes with the YouTube, unless I produce some, like actually record something off and we do it specifically to be released as an episode. Right. But um, not like every week doing no, a weekly one. It's, I couldn't. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is with this podcast, I record a lot of them together. I try to, so mm-hmm. that I'm not, you know, stressing out each week to get one out. I try to record, you know, four of them or so close together so I can have them spaced out. So I have time to do all the promotions and editing and everything together. So you mentioned having several different shows. You have Mm -hmm. the, uh, giving back my horror and action movies, which is, which is now one podcast. That's just on one channel. Mm -hmm. It's 
two shows but one channel that way we just alternate i didn't want to have multiple things to tell people well go follow this one go click on this one you know it was just like hey action and horror are kind of close anyway you just change out the theme there's still mm -hmm. a body count yeah. um so i was like let's just make it both nate's a huge horror fan i'm a huge action fan but we both enjoy both genres sure um, and then we added Pete, who is like our old man who just gets mad at everything we pick. Not every time, but it's fun right. to poke at him. Um, but yeah, so then I had a cousin of mine who's huge into wrestling. He actually hosts a wrestling show with a wrestler, uh, Wolfie D. And um, he was asking me, he goes, I like this give me back concept you got, which is give me back the feeling I had watching movies as a kid, mm. you know, commando stuff like that. And he goes, that would work for wrestling. And I said, well, yeah, you're talking all the old school WrestleManias, Hulk Hogan. Right. Uh, so he, he started it with his brother, which is my other cousin. And they do give me back my pro wrestling. Uh, so that that's actually been taken Pete, dude, wrestling fans. People if you want to, you want a successful podcast, do wrestling podcast. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, those fans are ravenous. They mm -hmm. will consume anything as long as you're talking about wrestling. Um, I thought they watched horror movies and action movies too, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the other two I added was one that uh, the very first time I ever did a podcast was I went on their show and it was the monster movie stomp down. And they, it's literally the name of the show. They talk about monster movies. Mm -hmm. You know, they love Godzilla, Kaiju's King Kong, all that stuff. And I, kind of got the bug listening to their show and it turns out he doesn't live far from me so we've actually built a big friendship you know more more like brothers now than anything so that's been nice and then he introduced me to my now other co-host on our show but he runs good beer bad movie night and him and a bunch of friends in ohio all watch one they do he had a smart he did one episode a month and mm -hmm. i'm like looking back that's a lot less work i gotta do but right uh, but he does that and they, they, they find a good beer and they watch sometimes what's a crappy movie. Not all, not all of them they do are bad, but a lot of movies that are fun and they talk about local beers that they're drinking and breweries. And then they talk about the movies. So it's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on the network. It, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Now, do you have a, um, like a, a website where somebody can go to, to, to see all these, or are they just all out there in the. Uh, in podcast world or well, they're all out there in the podcast world. I have adding more on my plate. I know I need to do a website. Mm. Um, and I just have not done it yet. There are so many things that have now I've put on my plate running a network mm -hmm. that it's like, I have the Facebook group, you know, and I have the Facebook page that is yeah. the network and I share, everybody's stuff out you know which which works but i'm learning more and more that if i have one centralized place for them to go is that's one thing i need to do so i got to put another hat on and be a web designer yeah and, you well, that's, the, that's, web page. that's the fun thing about doing this all by yourself right it's you know oh, we we hear these podcasts of like you know conan o'brien needs a friend and smartless and stuff like that and they have a whole team of people that oh yeah audio engineers and they have booking agents and graphic designers and web designers and stuff like that and they have a whole team they just show up and do a fun show and then they go about their day and 
we do a fun show and then we have to put everything else yeah on. and then <laughs> you'll have they'll have you'll have people that'll be like well just hire that out i'm like with what money what money <laughs> <laughs> those people cost money even on right. fiverr they cost money right you yeah know, so yeah. It, yeah you're right but it's you know if i was joe rogan i could just get paid to talk but yeah. i don't get to do that wouldn't, I, wouldn't that be nice it would be know? awesome you know, if I want a T-shirt, I got to make my T-shirt, you know, mm -hmm, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Well, if anybody's, if you're looking for this, uh, it's on Facebook, uh, obviously facebook.com uh, slash give me back my podcast network. And that's where you can find all these different uh, podcasts that, uh, that we're talking about here. So we talk about horror movies and action movies. You said, are you, you're the, you're the action movie guy. Yep. So I'm, what are, what are straight up action? What are some of your favorite action movies? The, the, top ones that you always kind of go to that you're like uh, these are some of my favorite ones that i love well you asked that at a perfect time because uh, we're just releasing our 100th episode which is probably my favorite action movie ever which is demolition man with sylvester stallone which you have the poster over your your yep. shoulder there you're right, right over right, right over my shoulder <laughs> i even have one of the action figures behind me from nice. back in the 90s you got three seashells uh, back there too <laughs> no no so i haven't figured out how to use them so i didn't bother buying them unless right. you count those little fancy soaps i think my mom still has those <laughs> it's a great but, movie it's a fun movie i it, it has everything it literally has everything you want in an action movie and i love it mm -hmm. um and i can't go you know i know you can see behind me but i have robocop tattooed on one arm nice. and then i have judge dread tattooed on the other which mm -hmm. another sylvester stallone and more current movies so those have to be mentioned but you know that's probably one of the most difficult questions people ask me is my favorite action movie because a lot of it just depends on what mood I'm in that day. You know, do I want to watch Arnold kill a predator? Do I want to watch, you know, Dominic Chuck Norris? Yeah. 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 Do I want to watch, is it Christmas time? It's time to watch Die Hard, mm -hmm. you know? So you do I want to watch John Claude Van Damme do a split and, you know, roundhouse kick somebody. It varies. Uh, I just, I love the genre so much mm -hmm. that that's what it is. It's like my favorite is the genre. Yeah then there's multiple tiers of where do i place a movie in my in my uh watch list and stuff but are there yeah. are there newer movies that you know like uh like a john wick or something like that that you oh. enjoy is those 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 fall into i know it's give me back but it's giving back that feeling are those movies giving you the feeling of seeing the action movies when you're uh, younger that that see that was the that's the loophole we we factored into the show was to be able to watch new action movies and review mm -hmm. them and talk about okay are they doing what we expect then you said like the john wick movies the john wick movies are doing it and blazing new trails you know they're they're, they're just they're, they're revitalizing the action genre that has been dying for a long time um not that they're not being made out there but they're mostly like straight to netflix sure, straight yeah. to hbo stuff like Every, that everything's a superhero movie now you know and, that, and not, that's it and, and not I, that there's anything wrong with it they're still fun but it's like we don't have the I know the the movies we had in the 80s and 90s no we don't have the action heroes and i don't i mean there's action in the the comic book movies but the comic book movies are that genre they're not mm -hmm. an action genre to me right. um but yeah no and i mean obviously movies like the expendables which basically are all of my action heroes <laughs> yeah. on camera at the same time so it's like of course i'm gonna watch those and talk about those mm -hmm. um but yeah I, and i think it's you know same with the horror end of it too is watching the revitalization of the horror movies coming out. i mean we just got a new evil dead movie um i haven't got to see it yet as of this recording but nate did and he's already raving about it mm -hmm. um you know so i can't wait till we talk about it and we go well how does that hold up to you know 
early Evil Dead, like 80s, and then later on as it went, you know. So it's kind of the fun way of doing it is reliving our childhood, but seeing, like, I have another end of it is my, my son's 16. At about 14, I was letting him watch action movies, mm-hmm. and he was just glued to the television. Yeah. His the first one I noticed it on was I had Chuck Norris on in the shop on Delta Force, and it was the part where he's getting on the plane at the end, and you couldn't have tore that boy away from that TV screen, and he was standing because it's yeah. you know in the wood shop, you couldn't have pulled him away from that television screen. He was glued, yeah. And it was that moment I went, oh, it's it's time, uh, you know, it is time to pass down. <laughs> you know, all the, all of the DVDs to him. Right. And, uh, he's been glued to it. So it's kind of like being able to relive those moments through him, yeah. you know, and you know, you guys still got to watch some of the content, you know, sure. but, um, that's kind of, that's how I feel about some of my favorite movies growing up. And I want to show my son Milo and he's, he's 10 now. And mm. but there's movies like, like back to the future. I'm like, Okay, I I want to show him that. I think he might be okay to see. You know, like there's 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 some language in it. Eighties always had language in their movies, always, stuff, but always. but I'm like, yeah. you know, as he gets older, I look at those movies and I go, okay, well, is this one okay? I mean, I was just the other day. He asked if he could watch the Matrix. We you want to watch the Matrix, and I'm going, mm, there's a lot uh, of a lot of violence, but there's not a whole lot of like swear words or anything, and there's no. no no nudity or anything in it. So I'm like, well, I don't know. He sees that much violence just playing Fortnite or whatever, watching right. YouTube videos. So we haven't watched it yet, but it's one of those like maybe in the next year we might. That's a know? good one. I, a fun one if he gets into it is be like Last Action Hero or something. Yeah. You know, basically from a kid's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the movie these these things sneak up on us. Like my wife and I have done it with like Goonies. We start watching Goonies, going, oh whoa, I don't. Wow, this our parents let us watch this movie. Yeah. What? And then Ghostbusters was one we tried mm-hmm. for a Halloween. Yeah. And my youngest, who's 11, just turned 11, so I'm right there with you, he's terrified of certain things. Like, mm-hmm. he can't handle it. But yet, my daughter, who's 13, wants to watch all the Chucky movies. Right. And so we let her start watching those. And now it's like, now she's looking for that next high yeah. as horror movies. And I'm like, I don't know. I think there's, we got to put a limit somewhere. Well, it's, fu- it, it's, fu- it's funny when you said like our parents let us watch this. Cause I had recently, like in the last year, um, caught uh running man, Arnold Schwarzenegger's running yeah. man. Great movie, fun movie. Love and, it. uh, and, and just was watching it again. And I remember going to the movie theater and seeing it with my dad. And I looked up what year it came out. And I think it was 1986. 85 Sounds right, about 86. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was five <laughs> and, I, and I'm going, wait a minute. I should have never been in that movie theater. I should not. I'm five years old. There's no reason I should have seen that movie, but like I, I did. And, and my parents were pretty, uh, I don't want, I'm not strict, but they were like cautious about what we watched. And I mean, I wasn't yeah. allowed to see Terminator two until, you know, I was in, you know, almost high school. And so, yeah. and, and you know, all my friends already saw it and I want to see it, you know, but but then I was like, "You you took me to go see the Running Man? Like that's that seems preposterous." We didn't think you'd remember that at all. It's like <laughs> yeah. my, my parents took me to see Ghostbusters when it came out. Like mm-hmm. so, I was like four or five when that came out, mm-hmm. and I have vivid memories of that movie. And I mean, there's some terrifying stuff in there for a four or five year old. Oh yeah. And I told my mom that one day. She goes, "You remember that we took you there?" I'm like, "Yeah, mom, <laughs> I remember." 
all of it. <laughs> all the nights I stayed up crying, yeah. thinking of the of Zool and the gatekeeper. And, I yeah. hate libraries to this day. You know, <laughs> I'm just not gonna do it. That that is the Ghostbusters is one of the movies I took my son to see this last year. They were showing it. We have a um an old movie theater here in town that shows old movies, and and they were showing Ghostbusters, and yeah. uh, I took it. And he, I was afraid because he's he, like you said, your kid he's kind of timid he gets scared at things real easily and i i was like well you know he's getting older and this is kind of a fun movie this is a nostalgic thing for me i wanted him to see it and stuff and and he loved it just That's loved awesome. it like he still wants to be a ghostbuster for christmas or for christmas jesus uh for <laughs> for halloween yeah. and christmas too why not no but he yeah, wanted to be a, a ghostbuster for uh for halloween this next you know coming year and i i thought that would fade but he every time he mentions it he still wants to be a ghostbuster and i'm like well that's pretty cool that he liked it so much so we got to watch ghostbusters 2 at some point now and oh you know that, to me that one's even better for kids that was yeah. that one i feel like is not as in you know in your face as the first one ended up being i, I have a special spot for the part two mm -hmm. i love the i love vigo yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I if you go to the Carpathian. I went, yep. yeah, I, I remember seeing that one in the theaters I, uh, I went with, with my brother and, and a couple of friends. And I was I was fairly young at the time when it came out. And there was one scene I remember, uh, spoiler for anybody who hadn't seen Ghostbusters 2. Right. Um, it's only been 30 <laughs> plus years. That's all you, you've had a little time. <laughs> no, but there's a scene where they're walking around in the um, in the sewers or the, the subway station or whatever, and there's all these like uh they're like skeleton heads or ghost there's heads or there's severed heads on severed heads yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that's what it is and i remember being terrified as a kid that one scene that was the only scene the rest of it was fun but that oh, was yeah. the one scene that i was kind of like oh that's <laughs> like covering eyes and stuff but yeah other than that like what a what a fun movie and it was it was a departure from the first one because it was more i feel like more of a comedy and not like a horror movie like the the first right. one is more scary yeah and, it's, a, it's a horror movie with comedy in it the second mm -hmm. one is a comedy with some horror in it that's right about right it, you know and i and i haven't seen the the new ones with paul rudd so i can't even uh you know comment on those i don't know if, if they're, the new they're, ones they're fun they're worth watching yeah they're worth yeah it, so. we'll have to we'll have to get to those so now that we've we've changed this podcast into the give me back my horror movies and actually movie that's how, that's how uh, in, uh, influential <laughs> influential i am right there. yeah you you are quite the influencer <laughs> of the podcast world so you you talked about you know there's some other podcasts out there is there you know what continues to inspire you look we'll talk about both things what sure. continues to inspire you in your woodworking and your cabinetry and stuff is there are there are there things that you look at that continue to help you to develop your craft to help you like you know when you talk about watching youtube videos you surf things on pinterest you look at things online are there uh, cabinet makers people out there that you really like looking at their work and that help you to stay inspired to keep re not reinventing but just um you know getting better at your craft well i think yeah uh, there's definitely there's a lot of stuff that still inspire me um i'm just as guilty of sitting there on tiktok watching other woodworkers even though while i'm sitting there doing it i'm like you know i could be doing this instead of watching someone else do it but i do like the inspiration or a cool idea i hadn't thought about like i don't i couldn't tell you like one particular person and you, know, you know specifically mm -hmm. just that there's quite a few out there that i watch and i pay attention to what they're doing but as far as inspiration comes now that I feel like I can get, there comes a point when you're doing what I do of either it's providing a paycheck and you just do it and you get it done and you get paid. It kind of kills your creativity a little bit. You know, yes, you're creating cabinets, but they're also cabinets. Everyone sure. has them. Um, yes, I made those. Yes, I made that color or something, but 
it's still a cabinet. Now that I've done things, you know, like the game table and we're digging into maybe doing some game pieces, you know, like dice trays and things of that nature. Now I can start looking at say certain pieces of wood mm. and go, I know what I want that to be. You know, I want to let that piece of wood inspire me for my next creation. Um, and also, you know, it's a lot of fun when my son comes in and shows me a picture of something he saw and he's like, can we make that? I'm like, yeah, like I'm not, I don't, I don't ever go. No. Yeah. I always find out. (laughs) Yeah. It may not look exactly like that at first, but it will eventually, Mm -hmm. or we go, I like what they did here. Here's what I would do different. Let's make our own Mm -hmm. and we'll do something different with that. You know, and that comes from my dad while my dad's a mechanic my dad cannot stand anything that is normal my dad doesn't own a pickup truck my dad owns a van that he turned into a pickup truck wow you know that's that's just how it's always been i left a van with him for you know a summer i come back and it's it's a pickup truck and Mm -hmm. you know it's shorter and everything and i'm like what he goes i got bored and i didn't want a van anymore how do you register something like that You, you know it still registers as the VIN number as a van, you know, it's, it's yeah. pretty simple. I mean, and it honestly, people look at my, cause he, one of them I have, and he built his own mm-hmm. and people turn their head more at my junker $800 van than 30, 40, $50,000 vehicles running down the road. Yeah. I get stopped more by guys going, did it come that way? No, no. <laughs> my dad made it, you know, right. here's what each part come from. Mm-hmm there it is you know so while he did that in metal i i now do that with wood is okay i like that but let's let's change it up here and let's do something a little different Mm -hmm. yeah that kind of stuff just amazes me like i can i can do some uh handiwork around the house but i'm Mm -hmm. not i'm not good at at building things or or you know the stuff that you do and stuff you talk about your dad doing like i would love to be able to do it and i'm sure i could teach myself if i took the time and stuff but i'm i've always been more of a computer guy yeah, you know, I can, right. you know, start my own podcast. I can write music. I can do, you know, um, graphic design and I can, you know, all websites and whatnot. So that's my world. But um, every once in a while, I do get uh, handy and uh, make some, you know, some stuff around the house. And, and I feel like when I do, I feel like really accomplished. Like, look at what I built. And, you know, that, could be that's something. a lot of it right there is. Yeah. When you're done, there's a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. There it is. I've worked in a warehouse when I was younger and it was filling orders. Well, you'd get every order filled at the end of the day, come back the next morning. There's a stack of orders yeah. ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it, it sucked. I hated it. I wanted to walk away from something mm-hmm. being proud now and not, don't not to diminish what you're saying about that, but I don't do all that computer stuff. And I would love to learn how to mm-hmm. like, you know, things that, I, I have I have faked my way through editing with podcasting. And I think, honestly, if you want to dip your toe into editing, that's the way to go. It's hard to mess up that. Mm-hmm. And, but video editing, I have no idea. Making videos, creating music, I don't know that end of, you know, the creativity spectrum. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a by-the-hands kind of creator, but I, I have an appreciation for people that can sit at a computer my logo that I have was done by my tattooist mm-hmm. and I gave her a picture of what I liked as a idea, gave her a couple of, uh, you know, thoughts and she created this insane logo for me that I was like, I didn't know that's what I wanted 
till right. I saw it on the screen and she created that on her computer. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just wild. That's a good uh, graphic designer illustrator right there. They could just take what, what you give them and they create it. Did so you, you love the horror movies and the action movies. Have you ever um, thought about writing your own, making your own movie? Is that something that you've ever dipped your feet into? Yeah. One of my earliest things I remember as a kid was wanting to be a special effects artist. Mm -hmm. um, but I live in rural Southwest Virginia. There's not a lot of options around you unless you're going to move. Right. And it just wasn't in the cards for me. Mm -hmm. But now that I've started, and it's one of the fun, one of the things that happened starting this podcast that I never expected was the people I've met, mm -hmm. like your brother James and yeah. Bobby, and talking to those guys and seeing the movies they create, realizing because when I was younger, I did uh, I did some writing. I actually had a teacher that was somewhat impressed with where I was at that age, even the book we were reading, she had the author come in and asked me to stay after the class to talk to her. Like she was really encouraging. And I've always remembered that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's made me want to like Nate and I have talked about, like, we should write a script. Mm -hmm. I've thought about writing a book about the, give me back my action movies. Just try to put that sentence in a thought in a book. What yeah. does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. Um, time is a big hurdle when it comes to that stuff. I have all the ideas in my head. As I said, uh -huh. I got ADD. I can, if, if I told you the project I've got sitting here in my shop, you'd be like, it makes sense, but really? And I have, I have an arcade. I have an area 51 arcade cabinet in my garage. I picked up not long ago. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a carpenter, but I'm also now going to learn how to do the, you know, the board and you know redo the whole cabinet and the guns and, you, know, yes. like, well, you know you, you see the people the people listening to the podcast and just audio can't see the toy store that's behind you that i'm looking at yeah. have, it's literally looks like a toy store there are there are hot wheels hanging off a wall on a on um hooks and there's all the funko pop things everywhere and like then you talk about building an arcade game yeah. it's like i want to come play at charlie's house oh <laughs> uh, it, it when i had your when i had your brother and bobby on we got done recording it was another 45 minutes mm -hmm. of us going around because they were at bobby's so bobby's showing off all his alien stuff everywhere showing off all his collection and yeah. then I took mine and I'm showing the other walls. They couldn't see, like I have a whole wall of He-Man figures. Oh, wow. I have alien. I, have of those. Yeah. I have the old Kenner alien figures up above my head out of the camera. So it was 45 minutes of, of kids showing off their toy collection, <laughs> like a show and tell. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pan never, never going up. Right. You know, I, I, I love this stuff, man. It, and yeah. it's, you know, it's, I, you know, and it's not, I don't want people to think like, you have, I heard you have kids. That means you have, I do have a wife and have kids. Sure. I work from home, which actually helps it a lot easier whenever mm -hmm. I'm not installing on a job site. So I am home a lot and I mm -hmm. podcast, but I don't podcast every night. Um, and she's very, very patient with me when it comes to this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a passion, man. And it's, and it, it lights my kids up, man. They, they mm -hmm. love coming into my office. And seeing all the cool, my son, my youngest, uh, he just had his birthday and my dad got him a little Batmobile collectible car. Mm -hmm. Not even going to take it out of the package now. It's hanging on his wall by a thumbtack because it's yep. like what dad does. Mm -hmm. I hang it on my pegboard and now it's, this is what I was supposed to do with it. I'm like, you can open it. No, I don't want to. Yeah. 
Wait, okay. I have, my, my son has a uh, some Pokemon upstairs. He got got a Gengar recently and has it sitting up on on a shelf still in the box. And he's like, "Well, I don't want to take it out. It might be worth money someday." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. but if you want to play with it, play with it, buddy. Like, enjoy your toys, you know." And he's like, "I don't know. He's seen so many YouTube videos or whatever people talking about. Oh, this number one Pikachu card is worth you know ten thousand dollars." Right. Well, if I hold on to this for 20 years, like well, we thought that too when we were buying comic books in the uh -huh. in the 90s. In but, the 90s, when yeah. millions of them were printed, and we yeah. didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, but now the, the death of Superman is not worth the, you know, what we thought it was going to be. So. No, <laughs> and everyone has that copy of their. Right. Yeah, you can get it for 10 <laughs> cents down at the half price books, but it's <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay. Where can people listen to your podcast? Is it, uh, can we find it on Spotify? Can we find we, it on iTunes? We are on Spotify, iTunes, I, everywhere it lets me migrate it to. Mm -hmm. If you like just pulling up YouTube and listening to podcasts there, it actually goes on to our YouTube channel. Um, yeah. So you can, all you got, honestly, not many shows pop up when you type in, give me back my, you'll mm -hmm. get action and horror movies and wrestling right. <laughs> that's and they're both on the network so you'll find either one of us by doing it that maybe, way. maybe i need to change this to give me back my creativity there you, you know? go <laughs> give me back my creativity we'll always add another show to the network. another show to the network hey would that mean you'll do all the work and all i have to do is just talk no nope, that's no. that's the whole part of them being <laughs> in the network i don't tell you how to do your show you do all of your own show i just kind of help promote you out there and that's yeah. it that's where the that's where the hat stops for me <laughs> So if anybody's interested in, in finding the uh, the podcast, you know, probably the best place to start is on Facebook. Go to Give Me Back My Podcast Network and find that there. And then you can link to all the different shows uh, from there. And you can also search it on Spotify and wherever wherever you consume Everywhere. your podcast. That's what I tell everybody of mine. Like it's wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you're going to find type, it. Just type it in, you'll find it. Like um, <laughs> there's, there's so many new like things pop up mm -hmm. and be, the place I use for my podcast to like disperse it. They always pop up this thing. Would you like to go on here? Sure. Go ahead. Sure. Put it on there. As long as it don't yep. cost me money, I don't care. That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's free, it's free. I'm in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then as far as your, uh, uh, your cabinetry work, obviously it's going to be local to you. I don't think you ship things around, uh, around the country unless somebody's going to pay for it. Right. Well, I mean, there, I haven't de delved into that. Like I've had some interest, mm -hmm. um, but I do actually travel to Columbus, Ohio quite a bit and built quite a few things up there where my wife's from. Mm -hmm. So I, I am more than just local. Um, but if it's small enough, I'll have no problem shipping, you know, packing sure. it up and shipping it out to somebody. Is there, um, is there some way we can, uh, you know, see your work or, uh, uh, you know, I know you talk about websites. Do you, do you have a website for it? I, again, another website I no, need to make, no. but I do have a, uh, Facebook page and right now everything's under, uh, new hope cabinetry no. and, uh, what will eventually happen. And I do have an Instagram for it, but I'm, I'm rarely on it is the fun stuff I'm building, you know, like the game table, the arcade, yeah. Uh, that side of the workshop is called Warforge Workshop. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just not everybody that wants to buy my kitchen cabinets is interested in gaming. Not everyone that's interested in my gaming wants to watch me build white shaker cabinets. Right. So I kind of I've got a little bit of separation in there, mm -hmm. but yeah, the fun stuff's Warforge Workshop, and the other stuff's New Hope Cabinetry. Very cool. Very cool. So before I let you go today, I got one last question I want to ask you. So sure. if you're if you're speaking to a class full of creatives, 
whether they're going out to start woodworking or they're starting a podcast or whatever that might be, what kind of advice would you give them as they go forth on their creative journey? Uh, I'll echo what I've said earlier on in the show is be a sponge. Take everything in. If you want to learn about something, find someone that's doing it, that is willing to either teach you or allow, allow you to tag along. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to podcasting, it was interacting with shows that I felt like would bother to pay attention to me. You know, I'm not going to message Joe Rogan and ask mm-hmm. him how he got started, but I'd find someone that was doing a show based on my interests, send him a message. And a lot of times they'll answer you back because they're just the same as us. Once you finally pull back the curtain mm-hmm. and they'll help you along and they'll, you know, sometimes they'll even help promote you. Uh, woodworking is the same exact thing. Be a sponge go sweep floors at at a shop if they'll let you go be you know a helper somewhere on a job if you if you're still in school see if your trade school if you have trade school see if your trade school will have classes to let you do it um but the biggest thing is go do it mm-hmm. don't don't watch them do it on tiktok don't watch them do it on instagram and go i wish i could do that you can but you have to get up and go out there and do it and quit watching it on you know on your phone yeah yeah that's that's the best way to learn anything is just get your hands in it and just do it and you know take your time obviously you know you'll research it look it online and whatnot right. and see how to do it but then just actually getting out there and and putting your hands in it and doing it is the best way to learn anything just start yeah. and you know you might mess up you will mess up that's, you, you are know, you you're will going it, to. It, you're going mm-hmm. to mess up it's not going to be perfect and i've met plenty of people that went i tried it wasn't i did it wasn't perfect and i quit and i'm like then you're never going to be good at anything that you do because even if you have a natural ability you have to hone it you have to be able to learn from every every mistake is a a learning chance and i know that's going to be beating everyone's head but it's the truth it is the one thing i teach my son is i a lot of times and it's hard as a parent where i want to show him the correct way to do something now if he's going to hurt himself i obviously tell him not to do something but a lot of times I go figure it out. Mm-hmm. If you need a, if you have a question, ask. But I also it's teaching him the how to ask questions, how yeah. to ask the right ones, and that's for anyone. Ask questions, research, but get out there and do it. Log on, start a podcast. It's going to sound like crap. That's fine, but get a microphone, get something to record, and start it. It doesn't cost anything. Right. It really doesn't. You it can you mm-hmm. can pay for better stuff but you can just do it and even see if you like it. And one big piece of advice, and I've learned this from other podcasters. If you say you want to get into podcasting about movies or anything you're passionate about, don't do your favorites first. Mm -hmm. Find something that you don't really, you know, find a movie that no one has ever heard of and review it because you'll look back and go, man, why did I do Terminator 2 as my first episode when I sucked? I should have waited till I was in this three years and really been able to do it correctly. You can always redo, but take my word for it. Don't, don't do all the great ones first whenever you're still learning. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I get that. I can tell from even just this podcast, the few episodes I've done from the first ones to now I've kind of learned what to do, what not to do. And it's, uh, 
you know, you grow and learn. And it's what, I mean, with anything, you know, it's design, art, whatever it is, you know, your first ones are always, you know, not the greatest, but as oh. you go, they'll, you'll get better and, uh, and hopefully, you know, it'll improve over time. So absolutely. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time and I look forward to listening to, uh, the bring me back, uh, bring, give me back. Sorry. not bring me back. Give me back my uh-huh. podcast network. And, uh, and hear more about uh, horror movies and action movies. I'm probably not going to listen to wrestling and not my thing, but I appreciate that it's totally there. Fine. <laughs> I appreciate it, that it exists. It, it's for every, <laughs> there's something for everyone is what I tell them. Absolutely. So. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, thank you for being on the podcast today. Appreciate it and take care. Thank you, Dustin. Each week on Create, Talk, Repeat. I want to leave you with some creative task or inspiration, something to get your creative juices flowing. This week, I want to leave you with an inspirational quote from director Michael Bay. He states, I love it when people get really mean and call you a hack. It's like, don't they see how well these movies are doing? They make an impression around the world. I met this guy in Bali who lives in a hut with a TV, and he loved The Rock from 1996. That means something, doesn't it? End quote. So what do you take away from that quote? Well, here's what I take from it. It's okay to get constructive criticism on your work. It helps us all grow and become better artists, designers, etc. But not every piece of art that is created, from music to paintings to movies, have to have some deeper meaning or pushing some social agenda. Sometimes we just want to eat popcorn and watch stuff blow up. Sometimes we just want to turn on music and hear a wailing guitar. So if you feel like your art is inferior because it doesn't have some underlying social purpose, just remember, sometimes we just need an escape from the real world and your art is just fine. Have fun creating and consuming whatever art you enjoy. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Thanks for listening to Create Talk Repeat. Create Talk Repeat is a Brenton Creative production. Created and hosted by me, Dustin Brenton. Development and brainstorming assistance by Darren Caldwell. Music by Creative Culture. Follow us on Facebook at Create Talk Repeat or visit our website at createtalkrepeat.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.